1: to you. Welcome into the action line from WGNS this morning. We're going to be focusing on Rutherford County. We have our County Mayor Bill Ketron with us. Bill, good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Bart. How are you today?
1: Doing great. Good to have you with us. Glad and to be here. You brought your buddy with you, Yes, sir. our Deputy Mayor, Steve Sandlin. Hey, Steve. How are you?
3: Doing great, Bart. It's uh, Thanksgiving Eve.
1: Now pull the mic up a little oh, bit, I'm sorry let it be your good buddy. There.
3: It's Thanksgiving Eve, Bart. it
1: is are uh, you ready for a big one?
3: Oh yes, uh, I've been preparing. I've been waiting <laughs> I'm ready for turkey ham. And have
1: you stretched your stomach and everything be sure it'll hold everything?
3: Yes, my wife's not in favor of that, but she <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. disappoint the cooks. No, no, I, I want to do that.
3: I want to make sure I get all the desserts and get you know at least two plates of food, so I want to make them feel good about that hard working over the stove and that's everything true. cooking. That's yes. and
1: you're doing it strictly for them. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a rough life. <laughs> well, Bill, good to have you with us today. Thank
2: you so much, Bart. Glad to be here.
1: One of the things that I thought we might talk about today is get an update on the situation over at Middle Point Landfill. We've, yes, sir. That, that's one of the issues that we, we don't know exactly when it's going to be full, but we know that that day will come, and we need to be ready before that day comes.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: How how are we going? Uh, do we have some plans on that now?
2: We, we do, Bart, and uh, let me just, uh, information I got yesterday from uh, Middle Point themselves, because there's been a lot of odor, it, a lot of people out there in the area over at uh, the soccer park, it, people living in some of the higher-end neighborhoods or smelling the smell, uh, in talking uh, to the folks at Middlepoint, they have put in a 1.4. We found out yesterday they're completing their project of $1.4 million, I think, 14 uh, uh, methane gas collection wells that they're putting in. And uh, that should help um, on the odor. And after that, I don't know where the odor is going to come from, but uh, they say it's not going to be from them. Uh so they estimate anywhere from six to eight years life capacity uh on that landfill, so it as you know a, a year passes very quickly, and when you get into government and spending and everything else it it moves much slower, so six years can go by very fast and so uh I challenged uh our county commission and and um uh, So all last spring, all this past summer, we spent putting together an RFI, a request for information. We sent it out. We got about 14 different companies, one from as far away as Brussels in the U.K., um, who uh, was inquiring about information. And so that helped us put together, once we sent out all that information on the RFI to those companies, then we took upon ourselves to put together an RFP. The RFP was sent out last week Now what is an rfp uh, that is a request for a proposal almost a bid turn into a bid to us the rfp um, the date is february the 15th of 2021 we're requiring all those rfps to be submitted to us and then at that point in time i'm going to reach out and i already have but we'll uh, start putting together a team made up of either the mayor or representatives from each one of the cities in the county and then our county itself and we'll sit around the table and try to figure out who has brought us the best proposal that's going to handle our waste stream for the next 25 years you know whether it be a state-of-the-art recycling program that they want to put in at their expense not our county tax dollars if they want to put in a state-of-the-art composting facility, if they want to put in anaerobic waste facility where they take food waste and, it, and they turn it into jet fuel. There's a company out of uh, California that just put a refinery in and outside of Reno, Nevada, and they're doing exactly that. They're taking all the food waste from the restaurants and the casinos out there and turning it into jet fuel believe it or not there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of new type of technologies that can turn waste into something more usable than what it is
1: you almost uh, have to have an insight into the future and Correct. be able to know is this product going to be needed 10 20 30 years down the road it, it, and that's that, going to be a tricky yeah
2: issue. it it is and and uh, it's a it's a fluid everything and in, and in, in, uh, Recycling, what we're doing with uh, uh, plastics, what we're doing with cardboard, et cetera, everything, and it, it changes every day because technology is coming, coming uh, in front of us and, and being presented. But you know, for the last several years, the market uh, has really declined on what we could sell plastic and bundle it up, and what we could sell cardboard and bundle it up and sell it. it China was buying everything; they were. Scooping up everything, and then they they dropped shut the door on us, and so then it went to Vietnam and Cambodia and some of the other Southeast uh, Southeastern Asian countries, and they they too now have stopped because there's just too much volume uh, coming in globally um, to those countries to handle it. Uh, but I did read uh, an article recently from the EPA saying that because of COVID and some of these other uh, issues that we have now stripped a lot of the natural resources of where you get plastic from and where you, you know, the, the uh, pulp, the, where you get the cardboard to make paper and et cetera. So a lot of those resources have, have have been strained and so now we're starting you'll start seeing an uptick in what we get paid for for recycling which is good for us because the the more we get paid uh it it will encourage every community not only here in rutherford county but across the state and across the country to do more recycling and if it's curbside recycling that's what we're hoping to get from these companies when they when they turn in their rfp
1: Yeah, I was sort of surprised uh, several years ago when there was a big focus on recycling milk jugs, plastic milk jugs Mm -hmm. and things like that. And they were creating lumber, uh, fake lumber, faux lumber out of it. Sure. Uh, and, And then that market went for a short time and then just totally yeah ended. there has
2: to be an end product for everything that you yeah. uh, that you take you gotta you gotta be able to pay the people to pick it up and then and then compress it or recycle it or do whatever else and and when you got nothing uh a penny you know away from dollars down to pennies of what you could get per ton um on on all those products um it there was no place to sell it Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, well to add on that mayor you know when you set up the meeting for waste away and we went up to waste away in manchester uh um, Mm Menville. they uh they're the way they dispose of the trash and the way they do it uh it can go through like an enclave kind of deal you know and it's and it's a sterilized trash and it comes out in a fluff well, then they a take fluff. that. What it's it? it's a fluff like trash, but it's clean. <laughs> it's clean, clean trash. Yeah, yeah, Trash
2: it, it, like it, fluff in a pillow. Uh huh. Except it's yeah. brown. You know. But what, it's it, clean. what do you do
3: with it? And so then they put it in a pelletizer and they pelletize it, and you can burn it, but it's not coming out clean burn. So. They don't really have a market for it right now, but they were doing what you were talking about. They were making boards at one time. You can make uh, fence uh, posts, post, benches, you know, um, picnic piers, bars, yeah. you know, uh, for your lake, you know, to for a uh, pier out into the water or something because it's,
1: mm-hmm. it, doesn't it doesn't rot. It doesn't
3: yeah. deteriorate, but it's very, very, very expensive, and hmm. there's.
2: There's no end product. It's
3: so expensive to to make it, and then it's so expensive to buy it, there wasn't a market there. And so um, it just kind of fizzled out.
2: Yeah, the company up in, uh, the one Steve's talking about, they actually went to the island of Aruba, uh, which is Dutch. Uh, It's a Dutch government uh, island, and they built a facility down there um, to start pelletizing all the trash generated on that island and turn it into the fluff or the pellets. Well, they had no end use for it. And so the Dutch government, after they built the building, said, nah, that's not working for us. And so they're sitting down there on on a building that's been idle for three, four years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's unfortunate for those guys. They they took a big financial hit.
1: So if more people could could create that product, the price might go down to an affordable amount. Sure.
2: We've had a we had a gentleman uh, who is interested that came in from New Jersey. He's interested in turning in an RFP in February. He wants a rail spur and he wants to pick up all of our trash, put it in open top uh, train cars, and take it out of state.
1: Well, let's do that. Yes. <laughs> that's not that's yeah. their problem there.
2: Yeah, yeah. He has a, they have a, a landfill in uh, Virginia, West Virginia, and one in Alabama. Now, wh- what take does it he
1: see? Why, why is he wanting to do that? Well, because he's going to charge. Oh, okay. You know, okay. uh, no. what
2: people in Rutherford County don't understand is is that when you pick up your trash and you take it to a convenience center, it's free. That's no longer going to be the case in the future because when, when Middle Point closes in six to eight years, there's going to have to be a charge, and it'll be like a utility bill. The city of Murfreesboro is already charging on your water bill, utility bill. Um, but we cut a deal. The county commission back in the nineties, I believe Nancy Allen was the county mayor at the time, cut a deal with Middlepoint and said, and I don't, I don't think it was Republic at the time. It was either BFI or I think Allied, it was BFI. BFI, like. and says as long as this landfill is open, Rutherford County doesn't have to pay tipping fees for every time a truck comes in and tips it over and dumps it out here at the landfill. So it's been free for all these years in Rutherford County and at some point in time it's going to everyone will have to start paying for disposal of their own household waste stream. Now and they, and being we've gotten a host fee as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Being a citizen, uh, let me ask you a question from yes, a citizen's standpoint. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> it's sure. it's free disposal. Uh, are is that a possibility on any of these new plans that That's what
2: my hope is, is that w- once this RFI comes in, then we sit down at a negotiating table. Once we decide who we want to do business with, who gives us the best proposal in February, then I think that we have an advantage of being the host county and, and, and try to negotiate free uh, dumping or, or tipping fees, if you will, in the future uh to make sure that the people if if those trucks are going to come into our county then you're going xyz company you're going to have to pay for it nashville if you're going to bring your trash here then you got to pay for it and And, they don't have
1: any place to go themselves
2: no 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 no. they're there and there won't there will not be another landfill permitted in in the foreseeable future uh wilson county has a permit but what Uh, for a landfill but what's happened is and and they've allowed wilson county planning commission has allowed a subdivision to develop right next to where that farm was that was going to be permitted for a landfill and they got six seven hundred thousand dollars homes around it and i know it won't be permitted now so you've got uh, uh, a landfill down at birdsong road on the tennessee river and then you have one in lewisburg and those are the two closest otherwise when middle point closes either we take care of it here or we put it in trucks and transport it manchester right now has a facility where they come in and dump it they've got a knuckle boom that picks it up puts it in the back of a long haul truck open top and they take it to cleveland meaning that they have to go over the mountain at mod eagle through chattanooga and up to cleveland dumps it there
3: it's a transfer station, a big transfer station that they take it there. Of course, and then the mayor was mentioning a while ago this uh, RFP. We're In the RFI, we got, what, 13 or 14, like you said. But in the RFP, we're hoping to get, you know, 20, 21, 22 mm-hmm. uh, folks that um, didn't even turn in the RFI because their questions were being answered, you know, through the RFI. And so we're hoping in the RFP, I think we've already sent it out to like 30-something already. So we're hoping we get, you know, 20-plus um, opportunities and different ideas, you know, for whether it be a, um, a, a recycling facility, state-of-the-art recycling facility, or a composting state-of-the-art facility, or, or many different options, you know. So we have just that, options.
1: Now, with your plans for the, for the proposals coming in, the RFPs, uh, is there a date in February, or is it just the end of February, or what? February yes. 15th. February 15th, Fif- yeah. 15th? Yeah, that's okay.
2: when they'll come in. And then, and then uh, I've already talked to the mayors. Some some mayors and city councilmen or aldermen may choose, like Laverne, they may choose not to be involved or being engaged. But, it, you know, they have to look for their citizens. If they don't want to be engaged and sit around the table and negotiate, then they're going to have to pay the piper at, at some point.
1: Now, is Laverne yeah. using Nashville?
2: Uh, no, they're bringing – they have private haulers right now, oh, so right. Does, okay. so does Smyrna. They don't have a sanitation department like the city of Murfreesboro. Uh, so they get private haulers to come in, and then they, they charge monthly uh, fees to pick up their trash.
1: Okay, so probably sometime uh, end of February, somewhere in February
3: March. February 15th is when the, the deadline, when they come in. They when have they come to, in. The RFPs then, have to be
1: in. I say then, it'll take us
2: sixty days or, or more to sit down and negotiate what's the best deal for us moving forward.
1: Well, you you probably want to look over the plans and see correct. which one looks best for the county That's before correct. you negotiate. Yes, sir.
3: Yes, sir. We have a criteria too for them to, you know, to the fall in, and we'll have to go open up all the bids the fifteenth of February, and then we'll, you know, separate those who actually didn't comply with our requirements, and then. The rest of them then will have to be looked at thoroughly, you know, to the committee and subcommittee and full commission and all that.
1: Does the county have use of all the land that is now Middle Point? In other words, once that's full, mm-hmm. uh, will you be able to use the land on which that's located for these plants, whatever no, not it is. for
2: Republicans. that's you know that's their a, property that, that's their property and yes. they own that and there's just a oh bob-wire. they own the land they right? own the land yes uh, we have our landfill which is just adjacent to their landfill and there's just a barbed wire fence that separates the two so they've accused us of of our methane under our landfill that was closed back in the nineties we put the clay cap on it. So they've accused us of sometimes of our methane migrating underground. They said, that's probably your methane coming over to our, our place. Well, uh, we, we've had indication that there's a company out of North Carolina that, that will turn in an RFP that wants to come in and mine out, take away all the dirt that was put on our landfill, Rutherford County's landfill, take away all that dirt, stockpile it, and then go in and start harvesting and mining out. Uh, the plastics and the metals and everything that's been underground you know in our cap facility since the 90s and and then take it down to rock bed and put a liner in it because we have a huge liability bar with our landfill Rutherford County does our landfill is sitting out there with a with no liner underneath it when it was capped back in the 90s and so there's always that everyday potential of a blowout and that leachate you know, with rainwater, it goes down through it and then goes out into the river, and that's what we don't want to happen. So well, in defense, too, of of that many years ago, mm-hmm.
3: of course, the requirements have changed, you know, from the government, from, from the state, but we didn't know about liners, you know, so, you know, you used to just uh, it. dig a hole and dump your trash. I mean, you know, the city's got, what, two or three or four, you know, areas where, they're walking trails right now, or mm-hmm. they're a um, uh, facility where you gather or something, you know, and walk or whatever. Or public,
2: but actually, um, all the sludge that generates from their landfill, uh, they collect it in these big ponds, and, and then they put it in trucks and truck it over to the city sewer system, and they actually treat the, the uh, uh that come out of the landfill, and uh, so the Republic is paying the city of Murfreesboro by a separate contract to take care of all their affluence.
1: Well, the reason I ask you about the property use where Middle Point is now, there was talk at one of the uh, facilities that I know you went to about being able to take that waste down, mm-hmm. eliminate the mountain, and then make that basically usable ground again
2: they've done that in other parts of the country mm-hmm. actually turned into parks or ski slopes if for those colder weather right yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's don't have any ski slopes yeah, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> our phone number is 615-893-1450 we have a few text questions in uh we're gonna get into some covid19 things we've got several questions on that Uh, We'll be right back. Stay with us. We're going to check on the traffic and weather now. We're focusing on Rutherford County. Our county mayor, Bill Ketron, is with us and the deputy to the mayor, Steve Sandlin. Stay right here.
0: Weird News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
4: Good morning, watching traffic volume increase out here in the last 10-15 minutes on I-24 up by Walden Road. Uh, It's picked up also here Sam Ridley as well. Just busy, we would expect, for this time of the morning. And we've seen a ton of radar out here slow it down. Sleep with the sharks in the grown-up atmosphere at Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies, December 26th and 27th. All the details at Ripley'sAquarium.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. A wind advisory is in effect for the forecast area. We'll see if you scatter showers and storms here this afternoon. Cloudy high in the upper 60s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciechski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 58.
1: Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
0: The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings at 810. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk.
1: Welcome back. We are focusing on Rutherford County this morning. Our county mayor, Bill Ketron, is with us. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. 615-893-1450. And here's a question. This one deals with COVID-19. Are workers who hand you food from a drive through window required to wear masks? What, is there any there's, issue there, on
2: that? There, there's uh, state health department uh Recommends that those workers do that, but that's a uh, private sector company, and so that's that's a decision that they have to make. I don't think there's any mandate or requirement from the state health department that does that. Um, can I give you an update real quick? I sure, got this from absolutely. from uh, Gordon, uh, the director, F- Gordon Ferguson, out at uh, Middle Tennessee.
1: Uh, Saint Thomas, Thomas Rutherford, Rutherford yes. <laughs>
2: uh yeah it's like UK and
1: EU <laughs> uh, <clears throat> said the, the european that, union yeah, yeah the
2: european union said uh this was last night uh we had 88 covid positive patients earlier today um we've been in critical uh, cu- been on critical care um medical and surgical diversion all day total census is 340 um but they're holding their own. We we are prepared for this surge. Uh, Stonecrest is the other hospital here in Rutherford County. We um, had a conference call with the governor yesterday with all the mayors of Middle Tennessee letting us know when the vaccine's coming, uh, how that's going to be distributed, uh, how to handle this surge after Thanksgiving because we know it's going to go up because families are going to be getting together. Um, we're just uh, still continuing to pray that that uh, uh, this will pass by and, and we don't lose more of our citizens
1: now with the vaccination in the near future hmm. uh, did the governor have any idea you know first month second month of the new year when when, when do we think it might come?
2: We, we we Tennessee is one of four we're the first four states to be selected uh, to start off with the, the uh, vaccination. Um, Dr. McDonald told us last night at Health and Education that we are expected to get about 2 million uh, doses that will come into uh, into Tennessee. Uh, we have been chosen, our state has been chosen to receive the Pfizer uh, vaccination. There are three others that have just recently come out, but we're going to be getting the Pfizer and the way that logistically how that's going to – it. It has to be kept, that serum has to be kept at minus 70 degrees Celsius, which means that uh, that's in a dry ice land, you know. And so they'll have to ship all that in and dry ice, and and then uh, logistically that will be carried out through uh, the Department of Homeland Security at TEMA, uh, and they'll be working with all of our first responders at DMA, uh, emergency management of how that's going to be distributed, but it's going to go to health workers first, um, and all of our first responders first.
1: Well, that makes sense because they're the ones who are most
2: exposed. Correct, and and they won't get to. It'll be springtime before you know three, probably ninety days away before it gets down to the to the college students and and and, and uh, other students. So and we're
1: I'm- looking at uh, spring or summer before we see a notice noticeable change. Yeah,
2: and, and you get, with the Pfizer, you have to get one shot, and then in 12 days later, you have to come back and get another one. 21. 21. 21 me. days. Yeah, I'm dyslexic. That's all right. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but they we've had some folks on uh, from the medical community, and they've all said that uh, these are all safe, that the time when you might have been concerned was if you're in for some trials you don't know how safe those are but at these for these vaccinations they've already passed all the safety tests
2: yeah the governor told us yesterday he said it's just uh, it's a fluid process you know we've never done this in in our lifetimes uh, so everything is subject to change every day, mm-hmm. and, and that's what's happening at, at, uh, at in our mayor's office. Uh, it, we get a call and everything changes, so we just have to be nimble enough to, to be able to change with it. There were some questions,
3: yeah. though, that weren't um, answered and some unfamiliar things that, that um, uh, health uh, officials were, were talking about in that Zoom yesterday that uh, that have to be answered and and just a uh some tweaking of something you know if uh, if we're just getting pfizer you know are we getting the other two that was a big question because then they could be you know intermingled with okay i don't remember which shot i got i'm supposed to get another one you know is it pfizer or is it the other brand or is it the other brand so i think that's why they're limited in it per state just one source so but there's a lot of little things that need to be worked out prior to this you know
1: now since being this started is the one that has to be at such a cold temperature mm-hmm. yes. how long do they have uh in transferring it from that cold state to when it goes into your arm six
2: six hours what i was told okay yesterday. so you're, you you yeah. have plenty of time there. Yes, yeah.
1: okay so i didn't know whether they had to keep it cold right up until they injected you
2: yeah, it comes out in ice cubes into your arm. No, uh, I'm just it's, <laughs> and it's a
3: it's a saline solution mix, you know that that that's uh, injected, uh-huh. and the needles are provided, all that sort of stuff, you know. The little but there's a there's a there's a ton of protocol that has to be in line and make sure everything is all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted before they even start the process.
1: Now we had the governor on the radio yesterday he was talking with brian we've asked this question of the governor we've asked the question of shane mcfarland let me ask you the question also sure is there ever a chance do you think that you would close businesses again
2: no sir the governor has been very uh uh, emphatic about that um i don't have that authority um you know he. Granted me the authority on the mask mandate, but beyond that, I don't have enforcement. Um, but I don't see that happening. Uh, the last time when uh, businesses were closed, I didn't. I didn't have that authority at that point in time, so that was up to the local uh, city mayors uh, to close the businesses. But I don't see that happening. In talking to my mayors, I think they're they're all about keeping our businesses open, like City Cafe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we learned that is it's really rough. So, some, some, if,
2: if they were forced to close again, many wouldn't would never reopen. So, let's many of them are hanging yeah. on right now as it is. You know,
1: we have a listener a text here from a listener who's asking. They said that when they go to a restaurant, if they don't see the people cleaning the area properly, if they don't see them wearing masks they just turn around and leave.
2: Well, that's what we ask people to do. You know, don't get mad at them. You know, that's, that's the management. But just turn around and leave. Don't, don't get upset. Just go somewhere else where you feel comfortable and needy.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, that's a very good point. So are you happy with the way the it's, – it's sort of up to individuals, whether you wear a mask or whether you don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you happy with the way that's working out?
2: well like i said i i can't um i can't enforce that i'm i'm not a i don't have to me because our sheriff is elected like i am i don't have that law enforcement arm attached to the mayor's office in the county um for those who don't want to wear it then then don't wear it yeah it's a mandate but uh hopefully um like dr rudd who is our medical doctor over our Workhouse and the jail. He says, wearing the mask, it might just prevent uh, you only spreading or getting fifty percent of of the of the virus. You know, there's no guarantee. There's 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 uh, I I've read and read and read. There's reports on both sides. Read the science. Read the read the articles. There's no proof that that saves you from getting it. But uh, um, I I think people are responsible uh, that will wear the mask you know people like myself steve's wife both cancer survivors um i wear it because uh, i have a compromised immune system sure, sure you know but if you care about other people then probably wear the mask you know i go into uh went into Lowe's over the weekend and i probably saw i counted six couples without mask everybody else had a mask on um uh, you know
3: Well, if you look at the mask mandate, too, Bart, I mean,
2: um,
3: and this this come from the CDC, you know, part is six feet. Everything you've been seeing on all the news channels, y'all have been putting Mm -hmm. it out. Everybody's Mm -hmm. putting it out. You know, six feet or less wear a mask. We're getting people turned in. You know, they're not wearing a mask, but they're by themselves. They're walking down the street (laughs) or whatever. There's nobody around. So, you know that's the thing I think some folks are getting, um, misinterpreted or, or hostile about and whether this person, you know, at the, at the drive through is within six feet, but I'm with that person. If they're handing me my food, I want them to wear a mask. It gives me the feel better. Not that they, you know, where their hands been, you know, so not just their, their face mask, you know, are they wearing gloves, you know, or whatever, handling food or whatever. But, uh, there, there's a lot of those things that, that, some folks aren't paying attention to and 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 we get riled up i mean if you're in with any sort of number of people now and let someone sneeze or cough
1: well, well Here, let me turns tell you everybody <laughs> turns
3: around who is that you know and where you know am i out of the way of that cough or sneeze and and let me get out of the way you know or something so everybody's just tense right now and i understand because i am too and um and a lot of other people are and we just we just have to be mindful of of what um you know we've we've gotten a few calls that uh you know my child has some sort of uh, asthma my daughter has asthma you know and so but she's wearing a mask you know where she can you know and where she can't then uh or doesn't have to she's not you know because it it it's it's cutting her restriction down of air and she needs it you know but um those kids what 12 and under doesn't have to wear a mask or not required if uh, if you have a, a some sort of breathing uh you know issue or problem you know a doctoral type thing you don't have to wear a mask of course and nobody knows
1: that nobody knows that
3: that's right that's right so Are if they're, they're sitting fit? there you're like well look at them they don't they're not respecting the mask mandate thing but you know they're exempt from it and so you know if they have a, an issue of course some people aren't and they're just they're just not going to like the mayor said i mean they're just not going to wear it if they're not going to wear it. And um, we have to deal with that.
1: This is going to be a, a unique Thanksgiving and a unique Christmas. And This we has been a unique year. Oh, yeah. It's been a strange year. <laughs> it certainly has.
3: I think everybody's ready for 2020. To, I am. 2021. 20, eh? You know, ready for 2021.
1: Ready for the vaccinations. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We've got some more text questions in, and we'll go to those in just a moment. We'll be back. Stay with us. By the way, the number to call to text or talk, 615-893-1450. And let me remind you, if you're texting, don't do it when you're driving. Pull over to the side of the road.
0: On air, online, and on the phone. You can listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk.
4: This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car, and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to. Curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at demasrestaurants.com. Hi, this is Dave Kiven of Music World and Drummer's Den. We'd like to
3: invite you to come by and see Dan, our guitar tech; Riley, our drum instructor;
2: and Tom, our keyboard and guitar instructor. We offer lessons for any level, from beginner to advanced. Our instructors are great with any age, and they'll teach you the songs you want to learn and in the way that you like to learn. Come by in Music World and Drummer's Den.
0: First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna is reminding you not to wait on that next car repair job. As a matter of fact, if you're a teacher or first responder, there are special discounts available to you on your next job. So stop by First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. That's First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna.
4: Good morning, watching traffic volume increase out here in the last 10-15 minutes on I-24 up by Walden Road. Uh, It's picked up also uh, here Sam Ridley as well. Just busy, we would expect, for this time of the morning. And we've seen a ton of radar out here slow it down. Sleep with the sharks in the grown-up atmosphere at Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies, December 26th and 27th. All the details at Ripley'sAquarium.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time trapping. A Wind advisory is in effect for the forecast area. We'll see if you scattered showers and storms here this afternoon. Cloudy high in the upper 60s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciechski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, Hi, this 58. is
2: Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig,
0: ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Consumer warrior Clark Howard. We
4: discuss ways you can save more, spend less,
0: and avoid getting ripped off. Weekdays 11 to 1, here on WGNS.
1: Sorry to step on your temperature. It is 59. 59 outside. And we saw some, uh, you know, sort of a shield of rain come through a minute ago it stopped downtown but it uh, sort of a cloud of rain floated uh, over the area uh, and it's floated on away maybe at your house now <laughs> our phone number 615-893-1450 uh, question from a listener here they're wondering uh how are the taxes coming in are they uh they're due pretty soon uh what what do we need to do to be safe with COVID-19 on getting our taxes to you?
2: Uh, If you don't feel comfortable coming into Mr. Beatty's office, the trustee, uh, then all you got to do is call. They'll come out to the car and meet you, and uh, you can pay your property taxes that way. I don't know what they're doing in the city, uh, what arrangements they've made there with uh, Melissa Wright. Um, But uh, Mr. Beatty will accommodate you anyway. He's happy to take your money. Um, But the tax has been coming in well. Uh, people are coming in early. Matter of fact, uh, and uh, our sales tax revenue bar are, is really strong. Uh, believe it or not, um, we're, the state is over projection in sales tax revenue uh, from their budget uh, for the first quarter. Their their numbers came in strong. Our county numbers came in strong. Uh, stronger that we we exceeded our budget uh, predictions on sales tax revenue, and and of course a lot of it. Um, you have to look at online sales. You know, unfortunately, uh, that's what's happening. People are not going into the brick-and-mortar boxes, and that hurts our local businesses. But at the same time, uh, the, the county and the cities have, have done well.
1: And this Saturday is Small Business Saturday. so Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Pl- and please shop local.
2: Please shop local.
1: So very important. We, Absolutely. We've already seen we had one business had been here for, you know, city cafe 125 years was it they were going to close and the public came out to say farewell and all of a sudden they had enough business that they could stay open
2: yeah that makes a difference i got a yeast roll yesterday
1: yeah so let's get behind our family businesses the the small businesses that's that's what makes our community unique here
3: i Uh, had that chicken fried steak and okra and
1: yeah. Uh, well, oh man!
2: Filled peas good. and yeah. mashed potatoes, and it was awesome at uh, City Cafe yesterday. And, and they're they're serving uh, Thanksgiving today at City
1: Cafe. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: Okay. Hey, I got to give a plug for holding Hardware. I told oh, you okay. just a yeah, second ago. yeah. Tell
1: us. I, uh,
3: my wife had her uh, stove eye to go out in her in her oven, not mm-hmm. the stove but the oven, and so you know that's very important for Thanksgiving. Oh so, yes. You <laughs> know I want to make sure that's working. So, <laughs> and um, uh, I checked with some of our folks. Uh, and just didn't think as bad as I hate to s- admit that about Holden hardware. And, you know, they were going to have to order it. It was going to be four or five days. Somebody else was going to have to Somebody order it. Somebody's going to have to order it. You know, it's going to be four or five days. And so I called Riley Holden and he said, Yeah, I got that. Come on by. And I went over there and got that thing. My wife was so excited. I'm so excited because, you know, I'm not going to miss that Thanksgiving dinner now. And uh, I just want to thank Riley for having everything in the world that you can imagine at Riley Holding Holding Hardware. So
1: I, I think, see, that's a real benefit of shopping local. That's yes, right. Sir. Yes, sir. And then you don't realize how well-equipped our local family businesses are. Now, the are. problem
3: is, you go into Holden Hardware, you're going to find you something want else something that else. you need that you didn't think you needed. Yeah. And, uh, but that's good, too.
2: So, Steve tells his story about his wife, uh burn up the oven because she uses it so much
1: (laughs) that's right oh be careful uh, (laughs) okay Okay. so uh, uh,
2: (laughs) i'm asking for forgiveness teresa okay but but our oven went out back in in june and it took us three months to order because everything because of covid you can't get any appliances I, I, I accuse my wife of hers burning up because it dry-rotted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, you're not going to be able to go home for Thanksgiving. We're going to have to
2: take him Thanksgiving
3: lunch over there, I'm telling you. I hope Teresa's not listening. Oh, me too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe going to Cracker Barrel. I don't know. Oh, boy.
1: Mm. Oh, man. Uh, what does the new year look uh, like? Do you foresee a a big change in the new year i I know that it sounds like springtime maybe when we're really seeing a change brought on by the vaccinations but are there some plans that uh that the governor shared with you yesterday
2: not really uh bart it it, like i said he, he told us that it's so fluid right now everything is changing you know what's coming down from the federal government what uh um, there, there may be more federal dollars coming, you know, in the form of PPPs, uh, you know, trying to help businesses that are still struggling. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, get up every morning and just pray that that uh, we're still able to uh, come to work and. We need to get our kids back in school as quickly as possible. I think that's so important. Of course, they're out all this week, but next week I think it's important. My opinion is, is they need that interaction, those young young people. And if you look at their numbers, their numbers are, are not high at all as far as COVID is concerned.
1: Now, we do have a, another uh, text here from a listener who said they were thinking uh, as you were talking about shopping local, they were thinking about how beautiful the courthouse is mm-hmm. now that it's been renovated. Thank you. Uh, and they said they really are proud of what you have done on that. When will the museum part be open inside? Okay.
2: And let me say real quick, thank you for that comment because we've had numerous comments, people saying it's probably the best stand vault. Remember, used to be on the county commission. He is up our public building authority. Told me last week, the courthouse looks better than in, he can ever remember in his lifetime. Um, we did a good job on the remodel uh thank you to the county commission for for uh allocating the money for us to do that um it is beautiful it's a it's a show place now and hopefully it it will permeate throughout the rest of the downtown area to, because it, it, it it's the center of attention uh <clears throat> but uh, this coming Friday, we will kick off our virtual tree lighting. We're having a virtual tree lighting Main Street program. Now, how do you do that? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm on, it, it's going to be done, but it's, it's, we're not having a big event with Santa Claus and Miss Claus. It's just going to be all virtual. On, they're going to record watch it. it watch, watch it on stream. Watch it that, on stream. That is correct.
1: But the tree will actually be there and will actually yeah, turn fixed, on.
2: The, next Friday. Not yeah. this Friday.
1: Yeah. But okay. Not, not this Friday. A week Friday. from Friday. But you, you have next. a tree. Uh, or we, we have a permanent we tree. We
2: have a permanent tree, absolutely. We but per- we will have we, lights on Yeah, it. and back to the museum, I, I have um, uh, tapped Dr. Van West, who is our state historian, and he oversees the Heritage Cultural Center here for M-Tissue, and he and his team are putting together uh, things with the museum. We were looking at May 1st to open the, the mini-museum, if you will, inside the courthouse uh, because IT will be moving across the street into the old judicial building that is currently under renovation for them and our probation offices. Uh, but now the contractor says he's, he's 60 days ahead of schedule. So we're looking maybe March 1st, uh, to get them out of there. And then, and then the museum, they're already preparing where, uh, and we'll be getting, uh, on loan, uh, articles and items from the state museum, which I still serve on that board with the state museum. And, uh, they're going to, loan us things that are more generic to Rutherford County uh, to bring more tourism downtown and, and help our businesses and restaurants. and
1: That's exciting to yeah, see.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're excited about that.
1: Okay, our phone number six one five 615-893-1450. We're talking about Rutherford County this morning. Some exciting times for Rutherford County. Our County Mayor Bill Ketchrand is with us and the Deputy to the Mayor Steve Sandlin with us this morning on this Thanksgiving Eve. And if you uh, have a thought that you'd like to share, uh, just give us a shout. We have a couple of minutes left here in the broadcast this morning. And with the new year just around the corner, uh, you're just full of exciting things. The General Assembly is about to kick off in January. Mm -hmm. Are there some issues that you hope will come before the General Assembly that might help us out here in Rutherford County?
2: Well, th- they have already helped us on the uh, uh, internet sales tax revenue. Uh, we just need to be more uh, vigilant in, in trying to collect that. Um, I think that the, the laws are now allowing us to try to collect it. It's just the Department of Revenue, and, and it will filter down to local cities and counties being able to collect that because heretofore, Tennessee communities were not being able to collect that sales tax for revenue. Uh, so a lot of that, those sales tax were being kept from wherever you ordered the item from. Uh, but uh, we have a uh, an opportunity in working with MTSU, their new program on analytic numbers. I can't remember the name of that new program. But they have a new software that um, uh, can come in, and they estimate right now that we're Rutherford County alone is missing about $3.8 million in um, uh, sales tax revenue generated out of our county that's not being remitted. You know, sales tax it, it, by every business is on the honor system, and a lot of people are not sending in their sales tax. So this would this uh
1: three
2: point eight? 3800000 they estimate. Williamson County about $3.2 million. They wanted to use us. MTSU's program wants to use us as a pilot to see if they can prove their algorithm in this uh, uh, system. They say that uh, they estimate the state of Tennessee is missing about uh, $825 million and missed opportunities of sales tax being remitted properly.
1: Good morning. You're on WGNS. We've got about 10 seconds, so make it real quick, if you would. Hello? Happy thanks. Hello? Hi. Did you have Hello? a... Yes, go ahead.
2: Yes, I'd like to ask Bill. This is his old high school chum, Freddy. Uh, initially, on the vaccination, they said that the uh, chronically elderly, like diabetics and asthma, like mm-hmm. me, would get a vaccine. And now I see that we're kind of off the chart and thrown in with the rest of the pack. Is that let's, let's
1: see what that... Uh, well, they're there. going,
2: uh, Freddie, they're going to the uh, uh, nursing home uh, workers, hospital workers, et cetera, first, and then your first responders.
1: Okay, very good. Freddie, thank you for calling. And I'm sorry we have to move on, uh, but we're totally out of time. We thank you to our county mayor, Bill Ketron, and deputy to the mayor, Steve Sandlin, for joining us this morning. Hope all of you have a happy and safe Thanksgiving.